Hi, this is Dr. Zeus of the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, where I also talk about music. So I wanted to first and foremost say that I am with Neil Young. My podcast is available on Spotify. I'm going to fight the good fight, and I'm going to give you an alternative, I promise you, to Joe Rogan. That's my alternative, where I give people respect. I give science respect, but also, okay, think for yourself and question authority. I get that. Timothy Leary taught us that. It's it's extinctive. (laughs) And also to keep the mistakes in. But I was going to play Keep on Rocking in the Free World, but then I thought, no, I don't want to get taken down because I have the utmost respect for Neil Young as a performer, as a songwriter, and as a man and doing what he, he, he meant it. He said, take me off, and they took him off. Because at the end of the day, Spotify is a conglomerate. The conglomerates don't care. They just want to see that money. Don't you, honey? So tonight's Dr. Zeus Film Podcast is dedicated to Neil Young. Because we're going to talk about a show that I don't think Neil likes. But at the same time, this show is taking the piss out of television because it's a serious subject. But at the same time, when you've got Adam McKay and Will Ferrell attached, you've eaten because it's not just a total drama. There's a lot of fucking going on in this. And I'm talking about taking the piss out, not actual fucking. I'm talking about there's a lot of humor to the show that I'm going to talk about tonight. So let's fight the good fight on Spotify. Fuck Joe Rogan. Neil Young. Thank you. Because you got that heart of gold. Stay tuned. Dr. Zeus Film Podcast coming up. Copyright Acknowledgement. The song you're about to hear is the title of Succession by Nicholas Brittle. Copyright 2018. Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I, yes, I'm late to the train, but better late than never. I now understand why he won the Emmy for Succession. Because I just watched the final episode of season two. There was a lot of Godfather going on in season two of Succession. First of all, he gives his father the death kiss. When I saw him give him that kiss, I knew. You could see it in Kendall Roy's eyes, what he was planning to do. You could just see it. It was before I even... I kind of knew what was going to happen, but you know, there are these beautiful nuggets along the way. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, by the way. There are these beautiful Easter eggs that Adam McKay and the whole and Jesse Armstrong, the creators of Succession, are giving us. There's a lot of Godfather kiss the ring in this. 
when the father sits out and says, well, Kendall, you're going to, I'm sorry, son, but I have to sacrifice you because it's all about blood sacrifices. It's like, oh my God, couldn't you just sacrifice Tom? But no, because Kendall, not Kendall, you know, Shiv looks at him with those puppy dog eyes. Dad, please don't for me. me because her husband's pissed at her because, oh, he doesn't want to have three ways and he doesn't want an open marriage. I don't blame him. There's a lot of Shiv. Okay, there's a lot of, of Logan in Shiv. Not so much running the company, but a lot of the shit that she does, there's a lot of her father in her. But then there's that moment where Kendall says to his father after he kisses him, he says, Look, do you ever think I could have ran the company? He says, I don't know, son. You have to be a killer. You're not a killer. And what does Kendall do? If you haven't watched, don't continue listening. I. It's almost like you have to watch The Godfather to get to... You have to understand what I'm talking about. (laughs) Kiss the ring, okay? The kiss of death. I've given someone the kiss of death, but never like this before. I have an announcement to make about wrongdoing at Waystar Royco in advance of the upcoming shareholder meeting. I have been asked to explain my own role in the managing of illegality at the firm and associated cover-ups. And it has been suggested I would be a suitable figure to absorb the anger and concern. But the truth is that my father is a malignant presence, a bully and a liar. And he was fully personally aware of these events for many years and made efforts to hide and cover up. He had a twisted sense of loyalty to bad actors like Lester McClintock. Fuck me. Disregard for the safety of migrant workers, non-union and union workers, and for vulnerable performers and guests. My father keeps a watchful eye over every inch of his whole empire. And the notion that he would have allowed millions of dollars in settlements and compensation to be paid without his explicit approval is utterly fanciful. I have with me today copies of records that show his personal sign-off. How much those of us who executed his wishes bear responsibility is for another day. But I think... This is the day his reign ends. I'll be providing the documents and can answer any questions you may have in the coming days. Thank you very much. Mr. Wood, do you have anything to say to the victims of these crimes? Did your father know you were making this statement today? That is a transformative 
experience. That is a transformative performance by Jeremy Strong. Jeremy Strong, I've also seen clips, I'm going to get to it, don't worry, of season three. He's going to win another Emmy for this. He won an Emmy for season two. There is a Daniel Day-Lewis quality to Jeremy Strong. He, he applies that to television and he applies that to film as well. And it's brilliant. And he does his homework. Remember what I talked about recently with Andre Leontali who said, do your homework. Jeremy Strong does his homework. He takes a bite in it. He does exactly what Daniel Day-Lewis does. In fact, Daniel Day-Lewis gave him some advice. But out of respect for Daniel Day-Lewis, and I don't blame him, he's not going to say what that is. He's just not. So this performance of Succession, if you remember season one, Kendall, Kendall is in place. His dad has had a stroke. They don't know what's going to happen. Kendall's in charge, and Roman is kind of, you know, second fiddle. And then he stages a coup during Shiv's wedding, and just shit gets crazy. You don't do that, but, and then, you know, we know what happens to Kendall, and it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a terrifying thing. He almost dies, and I won't go too much into it. But this is a transformative performance. If you follow this character. But those words that his father says to him. It's always about the words. We were talking about this tonight. Psyching people up. It's almost as if Logan was psyching him up. And when Kendall has delivered that speech that I just played for you. His father doesn't look too upset. He kind of. There's almost like a grin upon him. Like, ah, he's a killer now. The way he rips the papers up. He takes no questions. What Kendall has done is a gangster move. He's done that mic drop. When he did the rap song in Dundee, and he and he did the mic drop. And it was a it was leading up to this moment. It's like, who are we gonna blame? They were sitting there. Having a family business lunch. who? Well, who's going to take the fall? Well, it could be Tom. It could be Greg the Egg. It could be Roman. It could be Jerry. No. Then Logan starts to realize, oh, I have to, I have to sacrifice my firstborn son. Well, from the second marriage. Because he can't do that with Connor. He just can't. It's a, it's a Ferris Bueller thing. <laughs> but... This performance, I can tell you, I know how Jeremy Strong won that Emmy, and I know how he's going to win the next Emmy. But at the same time, it's not about awards. Succession is taking the piss out of television. The same man who worked on Succession also gave us the film Vice, where Christian Bale is playing Dick Cheney. So they have taken the piss out of this because there yes there's seriousness but at the same time <laughs> it's funny a lot of the shit that goes down on succession you're like are you kidding me with this they're sitting there 
and having a lunch but who to sacrifice oh no it shouldn't be you but but it should be you and and all the while Shiv's like oh well if they sacrifice my husband oh I bet I still love him yeah right you asked him for an open marriage on your on your wedding night are you crazy but this is this is the world of succession and at the same time as I watch it I think whoa you think of the Rupert Murdochs and you think of the what's that one the Google guy um, I forget his name but you think of all these people who are in power you know an Evy and an, a water must be an Evy on water for them it must be perfect five million is not enough in fact at one point Greg is like yeah I could retire with five million and Roman looks at him and or the other guys are like five million isn't shit it's chump change so what what is five million then because to them it's chump change if you had five million dollars you know exactly what you're gonna do you're gonna put it away but if you're a Roy oh you can spend it on some nice shoes or socks that's what you can spend it on okay these are these are five these are billionaires these are trill I don't know if they're trillionaires yet they're three mil they're three uh, billion in, in in debt not a lot of people could say that they're three billion in debt that's from season one where Kendall takes the reins I I always hate that term taking the reins oh my god I had a teacher one time that I worked with said to me because the other teacher left it's time for me to take the reins and I thought. Oh God, this is not 1852 and you do not have a horse, but I digress. This show, oh my gosh. As I watched though, it was just, it was right there in front of you. A lot of people I noticed don't really notice the easter eggs or nuggets in front of them immediately I knew when Kendall well, Jeremy Strong kisses his, his TV father played by Brian Cox on the cheek I knew remember remember when Michael kisses Fredo I knew it was you Fredo you broke my heart that's the kiss of death that's the kiss of death and then you know so that's the kiss of Kendall gave his father the kiss of death because his father was going to hang him out to dry. And what does he do? <laughs> he hangs him out to dry on television. He buries him. Now the shareholders, now the shareholders don't know what to think. The shareholders are like, oh, my God. We can't do business with this psycho. But I think they knew that from the beginning. I also have to mention that anytime James Cromwell shows up and plays Ewan Roy, the brother, I am just like cheering. I literally am cheering because it's funny because he's the voice of reason. He knows what they're all up to, but he does a really weird thing. He gives his grandson an ultimatum and says, you need to stop working for them. 
or I'll give Greenpeace your inheritance. So this is the same man that hates his hates what his brother stands for, but sided with him when they were trying to make him out to be incompetent to run the company. So there's a little bit of a uh, of a dualism to you and Roy. There really is a dualism. And Greg knows that. I mean, hello. Look at Greg the Egg. Come on. The actors, the writers, the the whole crew that puts together Succession. And I'm about to dive into season three. And everyone's been telling me it just keeps getting crazier. And it really, truly has. It really, truly has. And we got to give it. We got to give it to the executive producers. Jesse Armstrong, Will Ferrell, Adam McKay, Frank Rich, Kevin Mezick, uh, Mark McCloyd, uh, Jane Tranter, Tony Roche, Scott Ferguson, John Brown, Lucy Preble, Will Tracy. Those are executive producers. And of course, the creator of Succession, Mr. Jesse Armstrong. So this show really is. It's black comedy. It's satire because, as I said before, it's taking the piss. If you don't, we're going to look up the term taking the piss. It's a very kind of British term, I believe. Yes, it is. Taking the piss is the Commonwealth colloquial colloquial term meaning to mock at the expense of others or to be joking without the element of offense. Compare with the American fuck with is a shortening of the idiom taking the piss out of which is an expression of meaning to mock, tease, joke, ridicule or scoff. It is not to be confused with taking a piss which refers to the act of urinating, taking the mickey, cockney rhyming slang, taking the mick or taking the michael are additional terms for making fun of someone. These terms are most often used in the United Kingdom, Ireland, South Africa, New Zealand and Australia. So what Succession is doing is taking the piss. It's taking the piss. And we live in a world where right now everyone could use some taking the piss. And right at the beginning, I did something for Neil Young. I'm on Spotify, but I'm not just on Spotify. I'm on Apple. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Google. I'm on Pocket Podcasts. I'm on Anchor. But I want to fight. I want to. I want to weigh it out. I want to fight the good fight here, and give you an alternative to Joe Rogan, where I give you respect. But I think also in this instance, we should take the piss from Joe Rogan, because he thinks of himself as this comedian, the stand-up. He's not really that funny, because all he ever does is ask those guys, "Have you guys done any DMT?" And his eyes get all big like saucers, and you're like. That really is a parody waiting to happen. If someone can just shave their head and just call themselves the DMT podcast, we're done. We're done. I used to watch his show when he would have musicians on that I liked. But then when he started to tell people don't get vaccinated, I thought it was fucked up. And I generally don't want to talk about that. But since we're talking about a a show that is about satire and about taking the piss... I thought, hey, let's let's take the piss out of him 
that would be such a great succession episode if it hasn't happened already jesse armstrong i'm paying are you paying attention here he, that would be funny if he did listen and says i listen to your show and you have a you have a good idea about taking the piss from joe rogan yeah yeah <laughs> when i saw tool all the while i'm thinking i wonder if he's still in contact with him but then i'm like who really cares I'm here for the music. Alright. But taking the piss is genuine in this aspect. I would wonder what the comedians who are no longer with us would think of him calling himself a stand-up. I've watched some of his videos. I don't find him funny at all. I really don't. Or some people, oh, he's cute at it, really? Okay. So yeah, back to succession. I hope that they do an episode of them going on a Rogan-like program because they totally would. They totally would. And you know Kendall. Kendall's going to start talking about his favorite rap songs. and The fact that he did a rap. This, this season belonged to the entire cast, but really to Kendall. Because it's building... He comes into season two after season one so broken. And this woman that he's interested in, who happens to be in the family that they're trying to broker a deal with, says, because he's always, people are always saying to him, you know, Kendall, you always talk about your father. And he kind of, oh, yeah, right. Because it's, he's so broken. And the woman that he's interested in says to him, your father only loves you when you're broken. And his face when she says that to him, he looks like he just got bitch slapped 20 times. He's crying. And he, and and yeah, facially, he is broken. You can see it. But then he sinks his teeth into realizing, wait a minute. He's going to sacrifice me? And he starts, and the father starts talking about how in the early days, they would sacrifice the children to keep the sun, sun shining. And you could just see it on his face. It's similar to Michael Corleone. Yes. A lot of Godfather references in this, so pay attention. When Michael Corleone gets frisked, and he's in that restaurant, and he's listening to Sterling Hayden and that one guy talk, and you can see it in his eyes, what he is planning to do. You can see it. He's got those murderous eyes. It's like he's he's getting frantic. He's getting ready. And then pop. He pops those two fuckers in the head. So as I'm watching the they're planning the sacrifice. Okay. And Logan says to Kendall, you're going to go on TV. You're going to say that it was all you knowing that his son is probably going to go to prison and take the fall. But you can see it all on Kendall's eyes. He's like, I'm not going down without a fight. And when his father says it takes a real killer, it's almost like that turns a light on inside him. It, it ignites. And Kendall becomes a killer and shows his father, look, old man, you've got you don't have long to go. And he's pulled that trigger. And everyone on that television network can see him 
pulling that trigger when he says, I'm not going to read what's been prepared for me. And that I think that speech is what won him the Emmy. But I think the entire second season won him that Emmy. And I've been reading a lot about Jeremy Strong and, and his preparation. This is impressive. And the New York Times, was it the, someone, it was the New Yorker or someone, they, they worry about his process that he can't turn it off. That, oh, it's too much of a method acting. Yet his family says he's fine. He's able to turn it off. I, I, I don't think he comes home talking like Kendall Roy and telling his children to fuck off because he's not going to. He's not going to. But what he brings to that character, this is truly the godfather on steroids. Without the mob, without, you know, the, the horse head in the bag, without the cannolis, you know, leave the gun, take the cannolis. There, there's none of that shit. But there is plenty of satire and there is plenty of taking the piss. And that's what Succession is doing. It's doing something that shows like Six Feet Under and The Sopranos could not do. You're going to hate me for this. It's it's not taking itself too seriously because when it does, it pulls back. That's something The Sopranos couldn't do. It's either about Tony getting whacking someone or going to therapy. But here in Succession, Kendall busts a rap. Or you, uh, Holly Hunter. I got to talk about this. There is a take. There is a scene where they're gonna try to buy out another company, and Holly Hunter, her character Rhea Rhea Jarrell, sounds like a soap. <laughs> as they're saying, Rhea Jarrell. I mean, this whole season, bore on the floor though. Bore on the floor. I've never seen anything like that before on television. Never. And it was weeding out. It was taking the piss. It was taking the piss. Here's a little of Boar on the floor. Gallon of milk. Uh, 
by snakes and fucking morons. They're a bunch of silk stocking fucks. Who backs me on Pierce? Now that is a killer. And this season really belongs to, yes, the entire cast, but Brian Cox and Jeremy Strong. And in fact, they are both nominated in Best Actor at the Emmys. But the killer has to win. And that killer of that moment is Kendall. All throughout season two, Kendall has been just abiding his father remember when he shuts down that one company Volter Volter and he says I did it because my dad told me to and the one guy and and he's not so much stunned that the company everyone's been fired but he's like because your dad told you to because Logan has Kendall on a leash he's a puppy dog because he knows about something that happened with Kendall and a car in England and submerged in water so he's holding that he's blackmailing him so he's doing everything he can to get on his father's good graces this this is a this is an intense season yes the entire cast is brilliant this is a brilliant cast but the moments between Kendall and his father Logan are just wild. You've never seen television like this. I think it is brilliant. It's also derived from a British show, from what I was told, and I did some of my research. You know, you do your homework. You do your homework and you find out certain things about succession. Think, wait a minute. This is kind of like a British show. And in fun- funnily enough, a lot of the casts are from the United Kingdom. And if we were to go in here and look at, I mean, I, I'm, you know, at first I, I thought the show was just okay what are these people these people are miserable and then I started to watch and think wait a minute this is a parody and then I saw who who was producing and directing and I thought oh now I get it and I am forever grateful for that sometimes you're not always right sometimes we are wrong but the fact that this show 
as I've said, and I can't stress this enough, is taking the piss. Okay? This is this is such a wild show. It's a pleasure to watch it. The chances that I get to watch it, which are usually at night, because each episode is an hour long. And so I don't want to watch it during the day. Oh, where did the time go? Yeah. So Jeremy Strong probably is not probably he is. He's probably he's he's one of the most intense actors on television right now because he's also able to take the piss out of that character, Kendall Roy. And so that's the Dr. Seuss film podcast in a nutshell. And I and I proved to you. I know that I have. I don't have to second guess that this is an alternative to Joe Rogan. You think you want to listen to it? <laughs> See, it's all the words are in. Excuse me. Th- a three hour show. See what happens? I touch the microphone <laughs> and it stops. So as I was saying, I know I've proved to you that this is an alternative to Joe Rogan. Do you really have three hours to listen to a show? I'm fully aware of the commute time. Commute time is usually 30 minutes to an hour. So you're going to listen to half of that show that he's put out during your commute time. Then you're going to listen to more of it, but then you're not you then you have to go on another drive just to listen to it. So I'm fully aware of the three hour thing. And that's why I do a 30 minute show, because you all have shit to do or even an hour long show. I know that my friend Jason Almy and shit happens you when you party naked. They usually do an hour to a two hour show. So I get that. I mean, nobody's trying to be Joe Rogan. Yeah, Joe Rogan's got that payday. But as Cindy Lauper once said, money changes everything. Okay? Especially how you treat your audience and who you cater to. All right? So, as always, unpleasant dreams, as Neil Young would say. And you know, we can listen to his music on Apple, we can also go and buy the CDs and vinyl. So keep on rocking in the free world, motherfuckers.